Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are drenching ourselves in Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. Today, we are joined again by Cassandra and Norman from Lord of the Rings Minute. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for having us. We are discussing Minute 42, which begins with Ursula finishing her line from the previous minute with get the girl. So that one wants to get the girl. That's what she was saying. It ends with Ursula saying, not just any kiss. Minute 42 of The Little Mermaid features Ursula singing about her magic and how she's used it before on behalf of the poor, unfortunate souls. Sebastian and Flounder nervously enter the lair, and Ursula explains to Ariel what the deal is. Yep. Yes. Not a good deal. No. No, it's, it's, it's a bad, bad deal. It's no, horrible. it's <laughs> I forgot to turn my notes over. Okay. Uh, my first note is that when she changes the with the characters... The, the, uh, the merman and the mermaid. Yes. Hologram, it, I guess, like, magic holograms. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. Illusions. 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 Yes. When she changes them into what they wanted to be, Mm -hmm. they look nothing. I think the the merman might keep his nose. Okay. Well, they look nothing like the 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 actual person that they were. Because the mermaid. I okay. So I don't know how this works. Because the mermaid goes from having a tail that. Like, covered her torso, like, her tail portion went up for her torso, and she didn't need a seashell bra. And then when she transforms into the thinner mermaid, she has the seashell bra and the exposed midriff now. So I don't know how that works. Because, like, Ursula also has her her torso covered by, like, the mermaid tentacle skin portion. Mm Mm-hmm. So we don't, like, how does that work? I don't know. Don't like animating fat people? <laughs> Aww. I mean... Like, I, I don't know what, like, the logic is with this. Right. Like, the, the fashion that is... It's not just fashion because it's dictated by, like, the tail skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's anatomy. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I've never noticed that before. I always yeah, just I, I never assumed either. that the... Um, the heavier mermaid had the the little seashell bra. Yeah, I guess I always did too. I missed that. I was too busy uh, listening to, to Ursula sing about it. <laughs> right. But I think that also might be the only other character besides Ursula that has like the tail-connected um, torso covering. Hmm, that we see. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because like, none of Ariel's sisters, Ariel's sisters all have the two-piece. Right. Yeah. Right. They're like, whereas Ursula's like 80% fish. Yeah. <laughs> Ursula yeah. isn't isn't a mermaid. She's a. It was like it's like a Cassalia or Cecilia. Yeah. So which oh. is half. Yeah, octop- octopus. octopus mermaid. Like cephalopod. I didn't know that that had a, a like a name. Yeah, in um, I think it's Greek mythology. It's a it's a variety of succubus. Oh, that's really interesting. That makes so much sense. Right. <laughs> 
considering so I, that. Like, I don't know all of the anatomy that's going on with all these mythological creatures. And right. we've talked before about the anatomy of a mermaid. and Yeah, so, okay, here's a quick question. Do you guys think that she has, like, leg bones in her tail, or does she have, like, fish spine down to the tail? The way that the tail looks like it moves in some animation makes it look like there are leg bones. But in some animation, it looks like definitely not leg bones. Right, exactly. I don't know. Well, it, I guess it's hard to say because um, the way that the mer people's like fins are generally looks like like whales and dolphins do. You know, like mammalian. Yeah. Because fish, fish. Yeah. Instead are, of instead of like side to side, they, instead of up and yeah, down. Yeah, they swim side to side yeah. instead yeah. of the the up and down. Well, because then the question is like, do do mermaids have pelvises? That's weird. <laughs> Because like, you know, actually, like, she I think the answer to but that. King Triton sits on a throne, right? Right. As though he's got a pelvis, but like, does he? I think they have to. I think that they have to have pelvises. Do, do dolphins have um, hip bones? No, so but I, I think that that's a different I, case. Okay. Yeah, because like <laughs> the reason why like, is really with, specific. With mammals, mammals skeletons typically have more or less the same bones. They just get put into different arrangements and so like like the end of a horse's leg has all the same bones you basically have in your hand Mm -hmm. they're just kind of scrunched together differently for a different shape like we just learned that giraffes have the same number of neck bones as people yeah they're They're just gigantic (laughs) so uh, i think i I don't know what a pelvis is like for for sea mammals i think that the mermaids in this movie and the mermen have pelvises not just because of like seeing Triton sit, but because of where their fish parts end. But we're just discussing that that doesn't seem to be consistent. Yeah. But for everyone else other than Ursula and the illusion mermaid, mermaid it does <laughs> yeah. seem to be. And it's like, it's cut, and it's not cut above the waist. It's cut where your legs would attach to the pelvis. That's so Yeah. So I think okay. that they have to have them. So, for so their upper Norman, anatomy to make sense. <laughs> well, see, because another thought is if they don't have, because they don't have the leg bones and stuff, like, can a mermaid's organs be distributed down the tail some? Oh my god. That'd be horrible. And, which would mean mermaids could be more slender. But Triton <laughs> is gigantic. Yeah. So, like, none of the, like, it, I mean, this is all speculation. And, and, and I don't think the animators were thinking of any of this right. as they were animating. They, they didn't mermaids. lay out and say, okay, this is what the skeleton of our mermaids looks like if you had and an then X-ray. Here's, <laughs> here's where the lungs are. Here's where the heart is. <laughs> and the kidneys stay actually way down low. And, <laughs> and Triton's musculature only makes sense if he has a pelvis. Yes. Because of where muscles attach. That's a good point. Okay, so, so Norman is definitely pro pelvis. <laughs> I am pro pelvis. <laughs> Okay. Oh, all right. Got that. Is that a question you ask all your guests? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that does remind me. That does remind me a question that I forget to ask a lot. And so I want to ask all my guests, what's your background with The Little Mermaid for each of you? Like, what what's your memories with Little Mermaid? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, this movie came out like six months before I was born. So I basically literally grew up with this movie. Um, I couldn't tell you how many times we watched... We killed our VHS, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this one, uh, Lion King, for sure. Um, just... My parents were very particular about the, um, the screen media that we consumed. Like, 
more so than like books or something like that. Like as long as we were reading in their eyes, it was fine. Um, but we, we like grew up going to see like all of the Disney Renaissance movies in theaters. Like that was like our like big family outing for the year. Um, and we would go, we, I grew up in Southern California, so we would go to Disneyland a lot. Um, so I don't, this, this movie is like so ingrained into like who I am as a person. I don't really even consider having a background with it, if that makes sense. Like, I like it's just it, it's it just you is. can't remember the beginning yeah, of it. Yeah, it's kind of like Harry Potter. Like a lot of these early Disney movies for me are kind of like Harry Potter too, because I read Harry Potter like at such a formative age, and like watching all of these movies, they just inform who I am as a person. But I love this movie. It's not my favorite Disney movie, but this movie definitely holds like a really special place in my heart. Mm. What about you, Norman? Well. Uh, for me, like as I gain a new favorite Disney <laughs> we were movie, talking about this off the list just kind of like <laughs> moves down. So when I was a, a little kid, like prior to the age of like 12 or 13, this was definitely my favorite Disney movie. I watched this movie like multiple times a week through my formative childhood <laughs> years. I I watched this movie. This was the one that when I was a kid and I wanted to watch a movie, I was just like, can we watch The Little Mermaid? Can we watch The Little Mermaid? Can we watch The Little Mermaid? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just constantly. This is the one I want. This is the movie I wanted to watch over and over and over again. I don't think I have a conscious memory before seeing this movie. Yeah, same. Like, th- I have always had this movie in my mind. Uh, and then, you know, I killed the VHS, and then we <laughs> never got another one. So there was a long stretch of time oh, where I, like, never so saw sad. this movie. Because my parents didn't rebuy VHSs when they died. Oh, that's rough. Tough look. <laughs> so I watched I watched this one until the VHS was dead and then didn't have another copy to watch until I could like find it on TV or later in life find it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, someone's TV. But there's a wonderful uh there's a wonderful Blu-ray available. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we 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 do like the Blu-ray. It it looks really good. Yes. The Blu-ray is excellent. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I should get this one. I yeah. should. I should, should get this one. And do Everyone should get this one. I have Beauty and the Beast. Well, that's, that's, your, the, that's your. That's good. It was your favorite before Moana. That's true. Pre Moana. Pre Moana. <laughs> Mo- Moana is your favorite now. Yeah, three three distinct eras in my life, predicated by favorite Disney movie. <laughs> uh, it's like. Little Mermaid when I was real little, and then like teenage into adulthood is Beauty and the Beast, and then I saw Moana. I was just like, "This is my favorite Disney movie." <laughs> okay, getting back into the minute. So Kessra was mentioning um, the the transformation, and I I feel like after the transformation, the female mermaid has kind of a Judy Garland look. Oh, she does. Which I like can kind of see, yeah, like classical Hollywood. Yeah, like, yeah. like it makes me think, it's like, oh, Judy Garland, like, look at the hair, the way, like, there's some hair, like, on her forehead, but it's not, like, bangs. Mm-hmm. It's, like, there's just a, a certain volume of hair up front, and then the way it, it's, it's, it's not curly, but it has volume wavy. all the way, yeah, wavy, um, all the way through, and it makes me think of Judy Garland in Wizard of Oz. Mm. Which we have mentioned, talking about Little Mermaid before. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah. 
but then you, as we cut away to... I was wondering if any of the, the soul slugs that they cut away to are supposed to be them. Because I know Ursula later, like, shows them the illusion of them turning into mm-hmm. the soul slugs. But I was wondering if any of the ones that we actually cut to are supposed to be them. And they're, like, seeing what they had. And I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. That, I love that some of the soul slugs... It's so silly to me that some of the soul slugs, like, have, um like... Like voluptuous eyelashes. Still, yes. I was gonna tell you that those ones used no, to be ladies. Yeah, no, those are lady souls, and uh... <laughs> lady souls have perfect eyelashes. <laughs> um, I also noted that in one of the cutaways, you see some of them, and and for some reason, I think this is the only cutaway that you really see them like this. But some of them have hair, and one of them has glasses and a mustache. What? <laughs> That's amazing. It's like the second um, cutaway to soul slugs in this minute. And one of them's got, like, poofy hair, and it makes me think of, like, the fraggles. That's what that hair <laughs> reminds me of. That's like, so that one looks funny. like a fraggle. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that makes sense, then, what happens later. Um, not to get all spoilery. You can get spoilery. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, when, when Triton turns into a soul slug, he's still got his beard. Yeah. So. so something is maintained, but most of them don't have hair. I guess, <laughs> like, the, uh, maybe there's certain types of hair like the hair that makes up eyelashes and mustaches in particular <laughs> maybe if you have a very a, a particularly strong sense of identity your soul is imprinted with part of that image and so for one person it was like no my fraggle <laughs> hair is my thing right that's funny i i don't know like it doesn't make a lot of sense this this sequence for looking at the soul slugs was better than Last week, when Ariel swam past them, last week when she swam past them, they just looked so creepy and disgusting, and we didn't we didn't want to pause to look at them. Yeah. This week, I was, okay, I can kind of handle it a little better, and I don't know what the difference was. I think the lighting helps, because um, when she's swimming past them in the, in the, the grotto, like, it's so dark and scary. And I think it's supposed to be a little scary, but then in the context of this song, now you kind of understand what they are. So maybe yeah. that maybe that's the difference, even though yeah. I knew what they were. But like, as it transitions in the story, mm-hmm. your brain's like, oh, these are victims, not not creepy, gross things. Yeah, not little monsters. They're they're her victims. They're poor, unfortunate souls. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and souls played a big part in the original story. So like using soul right. as such a crucial statement in this song is is interesting, which we need to read the we need to read a copy of. Of Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid, but like a big deal about it is her whether or not she's going to have a soul. Oh, I haven't read the original. I think I've read a an abridged version uh, when I was very little. Um, but that story is such a bummer. Like, oh gosh, <laughs> the you original text. Me. It's so you so d- sad. You just reminded me of a memory. Of when oh, I was no. in, like, second second grade, and there was, like, an abridged version on the, like, reading table. Mm-hmm. And it was illustrated, and it was very scandalous, because there's, like, the sequence where she loses her tail. And then she's not, like, clothed, but it also wasn't showing anything, mm-hmm. but it was just so scandalous for us in second <laughs> grade. It's like, are you reading the Little Mermaid book? Like, <laughs> like you might see stuff. That's so funny. <laughs> 
But, but yeah, and like I can't believe they didn't just like get rid of that book because there was so much commotion about that book amongst <laughs> the students. I don't know what my teacher was thinking. But it was like it was like a whole thing. That's like really everyone funny. like that's the only book I know that was on that. Like I don't know, maybe like okay, maybe like some Encyclopedia Brown was on that <laughs> table too. But I'm trying to like I'm trying to remember. Second grade but, drama just sounds uh, like so it's so cute but it's so it's so silly but it was like it was like could you read that book without everyone thinking that you were like a little bit of a perv right now <laughs> so like you're just the, reading that for that one page that's so funny all oh the judgment God. of a second grade classroom yeah, right? <laughs> but like but then the thing is like thinking back i was like like everybody read that at some point because <laughs> everyone knew so i don't know what all the judgment is that's hilarious Everybody picked it up. Know. Come on, guys. I, but I'd completely forgotten about it. But when you said an abridged copy, it made me think of like this illustrated Little Mermaid book. <laughs> I think I had one very because there were definitely pictures, but I don't like there wasn't like hubbub about it. We just had it like. So doesn't she like dissolve into sea foam at the end or something? Yeah, it's yeah. And in, in, I think there's it, two. There, there's, he, he changed the ending um, well, on one of them. Hans Christian Andersen, as the Queen of Denmark, has said when, or she said this when the when they put up when, the statue, when they put up no, when the Little Mermaid. Oh, when the um, when the film when the out. Disney movie came out. So so Copenhagen the, had the recent Queen of Denmark. Yes, Copenhagen had issues with this film because they changed some things, and the Queen of Denmark said. Well, Hans Christian Andersen didn't know how to end his stories anyway, so this is a f- <laughs> really great film. All, all of his fairy tales are tragedies. <laughs> yeah. Like, like kind Little of horrific, horrific and, tragedies. And Steadfast Tin Soldier? That's yes, so awful. It's it's awful. But uh, with... Yeah, there, there's, there's a couple versions out there of Little Mermaid ending. And one is that she turns into Seafoam. Yeah. Which I don't know how that works. I don't know. Magic. I mean, if I could only remember what the words in that book actually said. Right? <laughs> but all I can remember are the pictures. That's <laughs> Come on, dig into your dig into your mind. Like, where's Coach. my photographic memory from like <laughs> reading the words? But yeah. Um throughout this sequence, Ursula uses that cauld- cauldron very interestingly, because it opens and closes a few times. Mm-hmm. Because it's been open for the illusion, and, and then, then it, it closes as she's, like, giving her the, th- the terms of the deal, and it's showing, like, the three suns. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, this crown and the heart, which is a wonderful little symbolism thing for, like, this is true love with a prince. Like, it's Disney love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True love, TM. Is that a throwback <laughs> to Snow White? Because um, I know, like, doesn't the box that the queen has... There's the like box a- has a heart, but it's got a dagger through it. I don't think it has oh, okay. a crown oh, wrapped there, around There might it. be some kind of crown on the box, if, but... I need to check this now. But, but it definitely has a dagger through the heart. Okay. Because I know um, that, like, there was the heart with, like, the little latch mechanism, and I couldn't yeah. remember if it was, like, a crown or a, a it's, dagger. It's just the dagger going through it. Oh, All okay. the ones that I see don't... Um, don't have a uh, crown around mm. it. Okay. So when Ursula gets the thing and... Oh, she and wraps like... It's like a pink piece of seaweed. Yes. That she wraps around her head and says, On the whole, oh, I've, I've been, been a, a saint. saint. What? 
What is mermaid religion? Yeah, like, so what do, what do mermaids know about sainthood? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of, um, like, anachronistic stuff like that in this. Like, yeah. Um, like, at the very beginning, um... Like, mermaids wearing glasses? Yeah, mermaids wearing glasses, too. One of them's wearing a bow tie at the concert. <laughs> he's, like, he's dressed like a Chippendale, because he just has the bow tie and no shirt. <laughs> Because, like, when Ariel remembers that she's late for the concert, she's like, oh, gosh, my my dad's going to kill me. I'm like, how do you know the word gosh? Like, where did that come? Like, you know, it's just stuff that you don't really necessarily think of, like, watching the movie casually. And then you're like, oh, why why do they do this? Yeah. I I don't know. Like, I assume it's something like how Sebastian knows a great deal about the surface, but I don't know how Ursula would know and, about and, surface and, things. And why why sainthood? And, but I but guess the whole, they, like, like, they, get, say, and, they get artifacts that float down, so and, they, they would definitely see religious relics. That's true. Right. But, okay, so you just made me remember something that when we were watching it, I was just like, I've never understood this. How do books work underwater? <laughs> we don't know because she like is flipping through the pages, but they look blank. So but the then, books might be empty by the time they get but, to Ariel. That's hilarious. But how can she weird. even flip the pages? Right, right. But then they're, they we know that they have. Some they they kind do of have they do have working paper because Sebastian paper. like records his composition on sheet music. But it, it's all it's all confusing. But with with the sainthood, I'm just like. But on the whole, I've been a saint. And she's like, doing like it, it's like it's a Christian, probably Catholic, um, you know, like sainthood, right? Kind of right. thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what? and she's doing the poses like uh, like a Renaissance painting. Yes. It, it just uh, I don't know with the, with the strings in the background and everything. The little choir. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like this tiny little choir sequence. It makes it sound like this must have been really difficult to record this song in one go. Which... Oh, do you have notes? I don't know if it was recorded in one go, and I don't think it actually was. For the orchestration? Yes, but I'm not entirely sure on that. But the song was done in two separate sessions. Sessions for Pat Carroll. For at, at least for Pat Carroll, for little nuances and, and, and everything. So Does that count as, like, so part of your world had like an entire week does that count as one session oh my god i don't know <laughs> or, in the i don't know they, that's just i, I was that, listening to the audio said. commentary that's all they said so pat carroll yeah. might have not taken an entire week or it may have been like two separate week-long sessions working on it yeah but I mean, then there's Angela Lansbury with Beauty and the Beast, who recorded like Beauty and the one Beast take. in one take. So it's not oh, really. She's amazing. amazing. Right. Show off. <laughs> yes. But I do have some other notes about Ursula and Poor Unfortunate Souls, if I can Let's get into em. those. So the storyboard artist, I should have written it down for yesterday because we talked about the storyboard mm-hmm. a little bit. But he, his. His name was Gary Trousdale, and he specifically tried to Im- visualize what making a deal with someone like Ursula would be like. And so that's so in his storyboard art and everything, he he visualized this and then put it up there with Ursula. She so she's she's voiced by Pat Carroll who we've mentioned, who is amazing. Yes. Like, the so, way that so she, great in this. So, so great. 
uh, Ursula, her name apparently means, which I did a Google Translate, didn't do this. They said that it was, but wherever I saw this, it was in Latin. It's, it means little female bear. I mean, it kind of makes sense because Ursa is bear. Yeah. So I could see it being related to that, but I don't know if it like means yeah. that. Right. So I don't know about that. But uh, the animators for Ursula, the main animator for this sequence was Ruben A. Aquing. Aquino, I think is how you pronounce it. Aquino. He he was also the main animator for Ursula, except at the beginning, Rob Minkoff was, but then he left the studio. And then the other two uh, animators were Nick Ranieri and Kathy Zielinski. And then I have some other notes for later, but uh, the main note is that they had difficulty animating Ursula, especially because they had to, especially with her tentacles, because they had to keep those moving in a specific way. And it it was difficult to make sure that all of her tentacles were moving. Which is why they cut it down to six. Right. That's really funny. Yeah, because Norman mentioned uh, while we were watching the movie, he's like, oh, they, they she only has six tentacles because they were trying to, to save um, like time and money. And I honestly had never noticed that there were only six. Oh, so, I'd yeah. never I'd never even considered that there would be only six. I think no, that, that uh, they do a good job kind of concealing it and keeping them moving in such a way that it's not obvious. You were, uh, yeah. you're, you, we were just talking about the name and we just, we looked it up as well. And there's like a chart of popularity <laughs> of the name and there's a spike in the US in the seventies for some reason. I don't know. In the seventies? That's before Little Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. It looks I'm... like the highest popularity was like early, like 72, 73. Yeah. I'm trying to think why that could be. Um, nothing is coming to mind. I just, I saw the little chart and that has a little spike on it. I was like, oh, is that in like 1990 where that spike is? It's like, well, nope. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so because like you would think that parents wouldn't really be interested oh, in giving their kids like the villain name. Yeah, it's yes. very unfortunate because I actually really like the name Ursula and it's a family name uh, mm-hmm. going back a few generations. Like my father's grandmother was named Ursula um, and it's a, it's a name in Poland, which is where my family's from. Uh, that people still use, and then they mm-hmm. shorten it to to Ula for like nicknaming. Mm-hmm. But it's like we can't we were, use that. As we were right. talking about naming <laughs> our yeah daughter. For, for naming our daughter, it's like I really like I wish that it was reasonable to use the name Ursula. But it's like it, it's not that it's tainted. It's just like completely consumed by right. this Ursula. There's different right. connotations now with yeah. culturally. Yeah, I mean. I had, a, I had a dog named Ursula growing up. <laughs> <laughs> you you hear the name Ursula, even if it's like a different character in a TV show or or, or like I mean like there's like someone. the author Ursula K. Le Guin, right? Mm-hmm. And f- at least for me, and I'm sure for so many people, the first thing that comes to mind is this drama queen. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> dramatic. He, like, like I can't do that to our daughter. Yeah, <laughs> because this is gonna be. Like the thing, it 
it's not that it's just an association. It's just that the name is completely consumed right. by this performance. Especially because right. you guys are the Disney guys, so... Like. Right, yeah. <laughs> and if you named your daughter Ursula, you gotta wait like, Oh, do you guys really enough. like Disney? Yes, we like, but that's not why. No, like, right. the family name. <laughs> right. But, yeah. like, if you name your daughter Ursula, you need to, like, keep her away from seeing Little Mermaid till she can understand but that she's so not good. named after the villain in right. the movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, like, they've complicated this name quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. That's all we have for you today. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. Our guests can be found... Uh, we're on Twitter at LOTR Minute. Uh, we also have a Facebook group. And uh, you can find our podcast on Dueling Genre and all other podcast apps of your choosing everywhere. Hopefully. If you if you haven't been listening to Lord of the Rings Minute and you're like, oh, but they're going to get started on the next one soon. You have only 200 and some odd episodes <laughs> right. to get through. It's like before, <laughs> before the next one starts. What? <laughs> it's not quite 240? No. It was, right? uh... You sound so incredulous. Two, 210. <laughs> it was 210? It, it would have been 240 no, if you'd two, kept the credits in? 205. Yeah. It would have been 240 if we just... Yeah. Almost 240 if we just kept plunking through the yeah. credits. Because you guys were at the very end, and you guys were minute 200. I remember that, so it was 205. Oh. All right. Um, but yeah, so only, only just over 200 episodes to uh, get caught up. And, I mean... It'll be so charming because you get to spend 60 of those episodes in the Shire. And so if you've ever felt, I wish I could spend more than an hour at a time in the Shire because that's all you get in the movie. Just listen to the podcast. It's the perfect way to get your Shire fix. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, until next time, thank you for making us part of your world. (laughs) 